Hello. Let's do this. Um, I'm lying on my bed for the first time in a while. Normally I record my podcast on the desk where I study because I'm, I have a microphone stand and that just like transmits uh, less background noise rather than when I hold it because if uh, I'm, I've got like a karaoke like style mic, like a live one. So like if I swap hands holding the mic, it you can li- just listen. See, like I swapped hands and you can hear it, but it's fine. I feel like holding the mic today because I just want to lie on my bed today. Because um, I'm gonna be spending most of the rest of the day of my on my desk doing homework, so that will be fun. Um, oh, I still have to cut my nails because I have basketball tomorrow. Um, anyway, hello, welcome back. I'm Isabella, and this is uh, Thinking Out Loud. <clears throat> Sorry, I need to drink some tea because I have not been up for that long. It's um. 9.33 a.m. on a Saturday. Actually, yeah, I have been up for quite a while. I actually woke up at 6 a.m. Um, and um, I like got up. I was like, oh, cool. I'm not tired. Let's just get up. The one day I can actually sleep in and I'm not tired in the morning. That's ironic. And then I um, like washed my face and stuff. And then I went back in my room and I laid on my bed for just like a second. And then it was um, uh, 8.30. <laughs> So that's what happens, I guess. Oh God, I love tea. Earl Grey tea, like weak with um milk and half a sugar. Oh, chef's kiss. It's just like the best. I've got my headphones on so that I can listen to music in the background while I record, which is nice, which I haven't been able to do in the past because I haven't had these headphones. Actually, yeah, I could have done them with my wired headphones, but you know. I'm enjoying my wireless headphones. Um, anyway, so I thought, I mean, I was listening to a podcast earlier today, like, um, the only podcast I ever listened to, um, what's it, wait, what's it called? (laughs) Oh, Anything Goes by Emma Chamberlain. It's like, it's literally the only podcast I listen to and I just find her entertaining. Um, and just trying to get ideas for what to talk about today. Because I I wasn't exactly sure. But then I was thinking about it. And, um, like, she, Emma Chamberlain, she has actually, like, had a massive influence on me over the past few years. I don't know how long I've been, like, in touch with her over the internet. And when I say in touch with, I mean, like, following her and, like, watching her content because she makes YouTube videos and a podcast and like just does this whole thing and like it's such a cool thing to think about how she just does literally what she wants and gets so much money for it like she makes so much money off her YouTube videos but her YouTube video I mean podcast episode that she recently made was about YouTube and she hasn't normally she uploads a video every week but now she uploads well, she hasn't uploaded for like two months and that's very abnormal for a YouTuber when it's their actual career. And she was just talking about how like she needs to have like a break from it because uploading every week, it's like, it's a lot of effort. And um, she's just, 
how do I explain it? She's the one who encouraged me to make this podcast for a start because I loved listening to listening to her and I'm like a talker as well. Like I can just talk about whatever I want for literally hours. And I was like, you know what? Starting a podcast might not even be such a bad idea because I can just event and it would be relaxing. And even if I don't have time, which I really don't, I'm in year 12, I really don't have time. But if I'm like, I'm able to manage it because it's something that it's not a chore for me. If it feels like a chore, I'll only record for a very short time just to like at least upload something so that people know I'm not dead. But you know, like it's never been a chore for me. When I think about if I'm like, if I've got a full plate and I'm like really busy and I still need to publish something um, or like I feel like I should, like I kind of give myself deadlines to publish an episode every Saturday, which I have kept up with. Um, since I started but I have had those moments where like I think about oh I forgot to record the podcast I have to do that today and like oh it's I don't really feel like it today but then when I actually get into it I actually really end up enjoying myself so it's not a chore because once I actually start doing it I really I I loosen up and I just vent and I just talk like I'm talking to a friend so this has been something that I've used as basic it's like a talk on the phone with someone who's very quiet and I it's something that I find really relaxing and leading into today's topic which is like following your dreams and aspirations and actually doing what you actually like want to do even if you know even if you've never really consciously thought about what you want to do you might be like a very low-key tennis player like I have been playing tennis with my family on and off for like a few months like quite a few months now because we got like a membership so we play every now and then and I never knew I liked tennis I was so bad at it at the start I couldn't serve for shit (laughs) I couldn't get that ball over the net and if I did it would go out of the court I I could not get it in that little square at all like it was just beyond my capabilities and every time like I would literally lose the whole game over like my serving and then when I eventually did get it over um it (laughs) I just lose the point anyway because then my brother would hit it back because it's always been me and my mom versus my brother and we actually have won a few games now I did improve I got better and now I actually really enjoy it even though I'm no professional And I hit it over the net like it's going to break if I hit it too hard. But, you know, that's something that I never knew that I I would enjoy. And some people might be playing tennis like very occasionally and they just find it enjoyable, but it's not something they really think they'd get into. But you never, if you don't think about how much you actually enjoy something, this could actually lead to something more. If you're really, really good at tennis and you kind of just like it, but you're not really that into it, you might actually be lying to yourself. You might actually be saying subconsciously, I actually really, really like this and I actually really want to make something more of this and maybe I could do something with this, but you've never actually like confronted that um, aspiration, you know? (laughs) And then like you might one day think, you know what, actually I might enter a tournament. I might actually just try just this one time. And then turns out you win. 
And then before you know it, you're being invited to the Australian Open and you're winning and you're beating Federer. <laughs> um, but, you know, it's stuff like that. You have to recognize when you're actually good at something. And then or even if you're not good at it, you might just like it. Say surfing. I've always wanted to surf. I've always wanted to try surfing. The The most I've ever done is boogie boarding. I've actually never even tried surfing because we don't have a surfboard. But one day... I'm going to do that. That's on my bucket list. I'm going to go to the beach and I'm going to surf because, but it will have to be a hot day because I am so, I'm such a baby when it comes to cold water. Like one time in lawn, I went there over the holidays with my cousins and my mom. And I don't think we had been in the beach that day. Like my goal was to go in the beach or in the ocean every day for like that one or two weeks that we were there and that one day it was like quite windy and cold and it was like before dinner it was like four o'clock and the waves were just insane and we did have a boogie board I think and I was like I'd step my feet in the water and it was so cold and I was like there is no way I am going in this water there is no way I'm gonna stand here and shiver and then I'm gonna leave and, and get back in the blanket because this is so cold but all of my cousins were in the water and they were all pushing through. And then before they knew it, they were going underwater and they were fine. And I was like, you know what? Stop being a baby. Just do it. Just go under the water. You'll be fine. And so I was like, yes, I must do it. So I like slowly progressed deeper into the ocean. And like, it's that point where it gets past your butt and it gets up to your belly button, that's the hardest point because, like, you feel it creeping up your stomach and it's so cold and it brings shivers down your spine and it's really unbearably cold. Um, but once you're past that point, you're able to, like, pretty much jump in the water. I mean, like, go underneath because, um, I don't know the psychological point of it, but, like, once you're already half in you kind of think oh well I might as well just go all the way now um and I'm not one to be picky about my hair or anything I'll, I'll just go in my hair does pretty well in the ocean anyway it's pretty healthy so it doesn't matter um so I, I went under and I got back out and I was like oh my god I regret this it was so cold and I was literally having like full body chills and it was so bad and I could feel the goosebumps in the water like my feet were used to it but nothing else was and by the time you're fully wet and you get out of the water or like you stand up and the wind is coming towards you while you're all covered in water it's not pleasant <laughs> But after that, I did it again, and it actually wasn't that bad the second time, and before I knew it, I was actually used to it. And the whole time, I was still really cold, and like every time a wave came, I'd be shivering, and everyone else was, but it was exhilarating at the same time. And we ended up staying in there for like two hours. And if I didn't do that, like I was having the time of my life, and we had boogie boards, and we were like surfing, well, not obviously not surfing, we were boogie boarding down with each wave because each wave was massive well not huge but like really powerful so you either had to go under or go with it there was no just charging past it because if you did it would just hit you and it would hurt so we'd get the boogie board and we'd go down with the wave and it, like the power of the water carrying you towards back to like the sand 
it was very powerful and very fun to ride and it was a great time but the moral of that story is if I didn't do that if I didn't go under if I just went back out with my towel and just kind of ignored it and just thought that seems like too cold I never would have had that fun time and I still probably like these days I probably I probably wouldn't go in the cold water because it just seems too cold and I would but I somehow I didn't get a cold but it was fine it was worth it even if I would have gotten a cold but I would always strive to go in cold water. Um, if it comes to like jumping off the pier, I would do that a hundred percent. But like, if it's a slow descent into the cold water, that's like, oh, it's very challenging and intimidating. But you know, you you get through it. I'm a bit too sensitive to the temperature. I'm I get o- easily overheated. I easily get cold. It's just a pain. <laughs> And I have to be stronger when it comes to that sort of thing. Because, like, if I'm going to explore the world one day and go to all these different countries with all these different climates, um, I'm going to (laughs) struggle. Sorry, I need to change the music. Give me one sec. Okay, sorry. I was getting a bit bored of lo-fi because I used to be really into lo-fi while studying and stuff and I got a bit sick of it. So I've changed it to... What did I change it to? I got Spotify Premium, which was just like the best decision I ever made with like six of my friends. So we're like all sharing a Spotify Premium account. Um, I'm playing calming instrumental covers. Mm, Yeah, very relaxing and therapeutic. Oh my God, I'm so cringe. But anyway, it's relaxing and I can't really talk or study with music that has lyrics in it at the same time. Because, like, if I'm writing an essay and I'm listening to music with lyrics, I'll start writing the lyrics and I'll start also singing the lyrics while I'm studying. It's kind of bad because I get very into it. Um. Oh, I know the song. Oh, it's Cold Heart. But as a piano version, that's cool. Sorry. <laughs> anyway, moving on. Back to Emma Chamberlain. She, so yeah, she's a YouTuber and I've actually always thought, you know what, she has so much fun making YouTube videos and I used to love making videos as a kid. I don't know if you would know um, like iMovie or Video Star, but like little stuff like that. I used to love it. Like if we went to Ballarat and I have, like that's where all my cousins live and I have a lot of cousins and my first thing that I'd ask them if they wanted to do was do you want to make an iMovie or a video about whatever it's just I had so much fun doing it and I would get really creative and we'd like sing like lip sync to songs and make movies about out like their dog being an evil dog and the other dog being the the hero (laughs) just cute stuff like that we we made one about my little cousin being a fairy and we shot me being really close to the camera and her being really far away on a bench so it looked like she was standing on my shoulder it was very creative and I'm not saying I'm gonna go be a youtuber as a career but I feel like one day I do actually want to like maybe try making videos and stuff or maybe even get into like the movie industry because 
And it sounds pretty unrealistic for me because I have never like done any sort of photography subject at school. I've never done like communication classes or visual communication classes, like nothing like that. Like my subjects are all science and maths and English because I don't know, I just, it just seemed like I kind of was into that and I wanted to get into a career like that. But I'm trying to have a bit more of an open mind because life really is starting to catch up on me. I'm already near 12. It's already nearly March, which means we're already nearly like five weeks. We're already five weeks into the term and that's terrifying. I've got my first sack on Tuesday. It's psychology. A sack is just like, um, uh, something assessed coursework. It's like a test and it contributes like a certain percentage towards your end result, but most of the end result is, um, the exam. So I'm not incredibly stressed and I'm trying to not take everything too seriously because that's something I'm extremely good at. Um, but you know, uh, the point is one day, even though I haven't done any subjects like this, I actually might get into some sort of like movie stuff or like filming or even just like a TV series kind of thing because I've just always loved um, like making videos or maybe even being a director. That'd be so cool. I honestly don't know why I didn't try getting into that a bit more in year 12, probably because I like wasn't exactly sure if that's what I wanted to do as a career and I was trying to like kind of set my path for something I actually wanted to do. And science and maths just seemed like a very opportunistic path. Like doing chemistry, for example, I was never going to do chemistry. And I think I've mentioned this in a previous episode. Sorry if I'm repeating myself, but I wasn't going to do chemistry. There was no way I had no interest in it. I was like, no, I've never liked chemistry and I don't see why I would need it. But then all my friends were like, wait, you're not doing chemistry. You should do chemistry. Like it opens up so many doors. Like you don't know how much it would help you in the future if you do a science career. And I'm like, whoa, calm down. It's fine. I don't need chemistry. I'm not that interested in it. But then I started looking into it because I was going to do food studies. And I was like, okay, well, if it comes down to food studies or chemistry, which is going to help you more? You like food studies more, but chemistry will be more helpful in the future. And you did food studies or wait, did I do, wait, I think in year 10, I did do some sort of like food. Yeah, I did home economics. So that included a lot of cooking. So I liked the cooking, but nothing else. I only like the cooking. I don't like actually knowing about what's like the chemicals in the food and like what, um, nutrition, like, you know, you know, all like the scientific details within food. I cared about the cooking. I didn't care about all the nitty gritty. And I thought about it and I was like, food studies, I feel like they'll ruin it. It's a VC subject and they're going to ruin it, aren't they? They're going to, it's going to be like 10% cooking and the rest will be learning about what's in the food. And that could be interesting, but it's something I could do in my own time. Whereas chemistry, that is not something I can learn in my own time. <laughs> That's something that will be very difficult and challenging, but it could actually be interesting and it could actually help me in the future if I do want to do a science career job thing. So I ended up choosing chemistry. I was like, you know what? I'm going to take a chance. And even though 
I am interested in food, I'm going to continue doing that at home because it's a hobby. It's not a passion. It's not something I want to get into as a job. Who knows? I might do that in the future, but that's something I can come back to. At least if I try chemistry, I've like opening up a new opportunity and I took a chance and turns out I had the best teacher and I actually really enjoy it. It's actually really hard now in year 12. Year 12 chemistry ain't easy and I'm very scared but that would be the same with any subject and I've got to take a chance and I'm not going to say I regret it even though just because it's hard like I took a chance and I'm going to make the most of it. So one day maybe I will make a YouTube video because I'm a bit scared of putting my visual self on YouTube and in the internet just like I've always been a bit apprehensive about putting myself on social media because my face will be out there for the world to see. But what are they going to do? What are they going to track down my face and like put it in the government system and locate me? And I don't know. What do you think is going to happen? <laughs> There's only so much people can do. And I wouldn't be doing anything drastic. I'd probably just be a vlogger, but I don't, I don't know. I can, I'll do that one day if I feel like it, but at the moment I will stick to the podcast because it is a way that I can vent and relax and just, yeah, relax. So getting back to following your passions, there could be a lot of underlining dreams you've had as maybe a child, childhood dreams. So for me, that was animals. I loved animals. I was like obsessed. Like every time we... Um, I heard the word Christmas carols. I thought of Canterbury Gardens um, Animal Farm. And there was a little, like, pen full of all these chickens and bunnies and guinea pigs and a little, like, baby cow, I think that was. It was so cute. Oh, my God. But anyway, that was, like, I didn't care about all the Christmas carols. I didn't care about seeing people. I didn't care about the singing I cared about the animals and I was like, yes, I'll be there. Um, you guys go have fun. I'll be um, holding a rabbit for the whole time. And I did. <laughs> I had a great time. The rabbits were the best. They were so cute and fluffy and I would just hypnotize them by, I don't know. I just was always able to like get one on its back on my, on my lap and it was just sleeping. It was just so cute. But that's all I really cared about. I also was obsessed with horses as a kid because I don't know I just always was obsessed with horses and I feel like every little girl has been through that phase but mine was more than a phase it was a passion and it was like intense I have to take my headphones off because this music is not helping and I've never recorded the podcast with music in the background before so this is not exactly working out so I've always loved horses. Okay, now it's really quiet without the music and I don't know what to do. <laughs> but yeah, I've always loved horses. I have like four or five horse books ranging from kids' horse books where they just told you basic stuff like where the dock is and like how to braid their manes and stuff like that and like what the breeds are called all the way from that to like all the nitty-gritty and like the names of different ways to ride them and like how to put on the saddle and the other stuff. I used to lot, I used to know a lot more about horses than I do now. I even went as far as making a little book. It was like a little 
like a little notebook the size of my hand probably it was really small I sketched a picture of a horse stuck it on the front because there was a tiger there before and I wanted there to be a horse and I filled it with information I filled I spent my free time filling that little baby book with pages and pages little baby pages of random information from these books and I don't think I actually retained that much information. I just liked feeling like I knew something about them and knowing about all the different combs that they use for their manes and how to wash them and how to take care of them and what to feed them. And that little book is somewhere. I don't know. I think I put it in a time capsule somewhere. I have a couple of them waiting to be opened. I think I'm going to be opening one at the end of this year via school, like the school my high school did time capsules in year seven which we opened at the end of year 12 which is cool um I also did one with my primary school friend and we're gonna be opening that um I think it's I think I think we said like 21 or something or 20 when we turned 20 or 21 we did it I think when we were 16 so last year during lockdown I think we didn't bury it or anything because it seems like too much effort and it would somehow surely get damaged. So I think my mum just has it somewhere in the garage. But I don't know. We'll find it when it's the time if we remember. And that will be great because I really like the idea of doing time capsules. I have so many letters to myself like online and handwritten that I need to read and I probably am behind. I probably have a letter somewhere for my 17-year-old self that hasn't been read and will never be never be read because I just don't know where it is or even if it exists so getting back to horses I was very passionate about them but then I slowly started to decline in that passion and I slowly started to become less interested in it and it was kind of depressing because I was really passionate about it and my parents I think did spend quite a lot of money like doing um things for my birthdays with horses and like spending the day learning how to like ride them and take care of them um we that was like a very strong and solid passion of mine as a kid but as I started getting older like late or early primary early high school I just wasn't as interested anymore um I still went as far as to volunteer at a writing for the disabled place so like you would help little disabled children um ride the horses and then once that was done you would take care of them and wash them up and then put them back in the um paddocks and go home and you got free biscuits but you know um it was a volunteered thing so that was something I went out of my way to do at like seven in the morning on a Saturday and I just suddenly became less interested and I don't know what it was I don't know why but I just became I think it was the fact that we didn't ever get to ride the horses we we only got to like walk them around and put them in the paddocks and then wash them and that was all like a few hours worth and then we'd go home but I love riding the horses and I love taking care of them as well but I just didn't really get to spend that much quality time with them and I just didn't really get as much into them as I used to be and I just I was actually really really like 
gutted that I became less interested in this passion of mine that had been a passion for so long. And I don't know what happened. I just, I can't explain it. But I ended up quitting that place for a different job where I actually got paid, which was basketball refing. But it was almost kind of like an excuse. Like, I really, I actually couldn't do it anymore because I literally had to ref basketball in the morning at the same time. But I was quite relieved that I didn't have to wake up as early to go do something that I wasn't that thrilled about anymore. And it was very disappointing for myself. And I think it was, I don't know if my mom could tell or if anyone really cared, but um, I was just sad that I didn't really have that same excitement about going and seeing a horse anymore. I think it was because as a kid, they were like so majestic and massive and like a rare thing to see. And I'd like force my parents to stop driving every time we drove past a paddock as a kid. And I would like get the horse to come over and eat from my hand. And it was like, it was so wholesome. And then it just declined. But then after a few years of like quitting that, um, writing for the disabled place, um, my mum met a girl who, well, met a girl at work who owned horses and like she she told my mum oh well Isabella can come and help like take care of my ones as well if you, if she wants to and she can like ride them if she wants to if the horses are feeling up to it and I was like you know what yeah that sounds amazing because I haven't ridden a horse in ages and it would be really fun and maybe it would reignite that passion and I was really excited and it was amazing and we got to go there a few times take care of these horses and they were beautiful there was two of them I think one was called Charlie and one was called um yeah I that's not happening I'm not gonna remember it but one was called Charlie I know that or maybe that was the other one I don't know there was a horse called Charlie that's as much as I know but she had two there was a really beautiful brown slash golden one I think and the other one was kind of white and a bit smaller and I got to ride both of them and they were gorgeous and I had I was not experienced and I really preferred doing it this way because as a kid when I went out to um like spend the day with horses as a birthday present from my parents they would like professionally teach you how to ride and like tell you when to stop and when to go whereas with this woman I was able to just practice and she would just like be cleaning or doing her own thing and I would just have this huge paddock well not huge but like a fairly big arena area for me like outdoor that I was able to just spend time with this horse and just practice and learn to trot and teach myself to canter trotting okay what there's walking and then there's trotting which is kind of like almost like skipping as a human and then um and then cantering is like jogging as a human and then um sprinting as a human is like um Wait, <laughs> have I literally forgotten? Um, oh, galloping. Oh my God, I can't believe I nearly forgot. How did I nearly forget the word galloping? There's, there's walking, cantering. No, there's walking, trotting, cantering, and galloping. There's four. So how did I nearly forget? Okay, moving on. That's really disappointing. I'm very disappointed in myself. Um, but yeah, I never galloped, obviously, because there wasn't enough room. But I did actually get to canter. And... 
that's like the third the second fastest one you can do and it's quite scary because walking is fine trotting you have to like um bounce up and down with the horse and it's quite exhausting actually and I would have like the sorest legs and thighs when I was done because it was like you had to like hold you you had to keep the same beat and pace as the horse did when it trotted and you'd have to like sit up and down with it that or like you had to bounce up and down without standing up you had to like bounce up and down with every step and that kind of hurt your butt so it was <laughs> quite tiring I, I'm, I may have been doing it wrong but it I found it very tiring and sore when I was done so then when it came to cantering that was a lot more comfortable because the horse would kind of like it was a different rhythm and you would just um the horse it felt so fast if it felt like trotting to cantering it was so much faster if you like look up a video of like a horse trotting trotting and then cantering it doesn't look very fast and like when I saw my mum's friend do it um she her name was Samantha I think by the way um and when Samantha drew, um, sorry, rode the horse and like cantered, it did not seem that fast. And like, I didn't, I wasn't that experienced with horses, but like <laughs> actually riding it, I actually did fall off at one point. Um, and it was kind of scary, but like I was fine. And it was because I think I turned too fast or like the horse stopped really quickly. I don't know what happened, but I have fallen off a horse before and it was fine. I, d I didn't get stepped on. So that's great. Always good to hear. But um, it seemed a lot faster when you're actually doing it and scarier. So you have to like it, it moves in big, long um, strides kind of. So like you are you're kind of, uh, I don't, yeah, I'm not going to be able to explain it, but, um, it was a lot more comfortable and, but it was very scary and I had trouble controlling the horse as well because I wasn't that experienced or strict with the horse because if you're not strict with the horse, it kind of just does what it wants. But I mean, that was just an amazing experience, but she did live a long way out and it did take a long time to get to her and we didn't really keep in touch with her very, very much after a few months. And then we kind of just stopped seeing her. And the horses also got um, a bit sick and like something happened with their leg or one of their legs. And like the other one was just, um, I don't know, something happened and they couldn't really be ridden for a while. So we kind of just lost touch with her. But my mum's, then my mum's other friend at work, um, I won't say her name just for the sake of privacy, I guess, but she also has a couple horses and they're so beautiful and um she also lets me ride them and we've been there so many times and it's amazing because we literally just they my mum and her get to chat and I get to ride the horses and it's amazing and I've kind of like it it reignited that passion I always had for horses as a kid and it's not like I'm gonna go out of my way to become like a horse um <laughs> like a sp specialist horse trainer person or anything I just I'm glad that that little passion of mine hasn't simmered or anything it's kind of it's there and I'm still I still love riding the horses and honestly one day 
if I like have enough money and live in the right spot, maybe I will buy a horse and I will just, I'd, I'd love it. I, I think, um, I don't know. It is a lot of money and I don't know if I would have that same passion still by then, but we'll see. Um, but yeah, so that, the point is I thought that that childhood dream sort of died down because as a kid like all I wanted to do was buy a horse and I'd ask my mom mom how much is a horse and she'd say like I don't know five hundred dollars or something so I saved up five hundred dollars as a kid like because I'd get like a few dollars every week to keep my bank account open or something and eventually I got to five hundred and I was like mom look look what I can afford now and she just laughed because I had no idea about everything else like the food and the medical supplies and the equipment and the and the um location and the land everything it's um a big investment it's like having a kid and they they last a long time they don't have short lifespans um how what is the lifespan of a horse actually I should know this hang on I need to look it up because I'm one of those people who thinks of something and if I don't know the answer, well, then I'm not going to sleep until I do. Horse life span. It's like the other night. Um, well, I'd be the kind of person who would think in the middle of the night, can cows swim? And then I'd have to like look it up before I went to sleep like I saw a picture of that and I was just like yeah that's something I would do okay it's 25 to 30 years so that's a long time and that's a big investment wow a donkey lives 27 to 40 years what how does a donkey last fast last longer than a horse what the hell that's kind of weird also, wolves last 16 years while lions only last 8 to 10. And sheep last 10 to 12 years. Now it's just showing me other stuff that I don't really care about. Moving on. Um, yes. So, that that is an underlying dream that I had as a kid. And I came back to it even though I thought that it might have simmered. And it was still there. So, having a dream as a kid should never be ignored. If you really loved dinosaurs as a kid, which I think most, many boys did as a kid like my brother was obsessed with dinosaurs as a kid and now he kind of dismisses it and he kind of says no that was just a childhood thing I just I, I like dinosaurs every every kid likes dinosaurs you never know you could actually have an underlying goal or like a dream and just kind of be dismissing it and you could end up being um a paleontologist wow I nearly forgot that word you could be a paleontologist and you might not realize that that's actually something that you'd love to do without getting the experience like my brother should actually do work experience in paleontology um but he wants to do something with cars instead and that's respectable he's a boy what can you expect he's into cars just like every other kid <laughs> moving on um okay um sorry dreams cannot just be like things that you want to experience like surfing or becoming doing something with horses or anything like that it could be very small it could be mental it could be like getting up at a certain time in the morning it could be getting to work early it could be calling a friend every week 
and keeping in touch with them or making a new friend or talking to someone at work who you never talk to. This sort of thing, they don't, dreams and goals do not have to be big. They do not have to be become a millionaire. They don't have to be become the biggest, I don't know, physiotherapist in the world. They could be very small, like I've been saying. So if you don't really think you have any goals or dreams, it doesn't matter. You can just like literally just think about something you want to improve on and then have a goal. Or it could be something to do with school. Like I want to get this study score in school. And if you have no idea what you want to do after school, like me, welcome to the club. Do what you, (laughs) this is the whole point of this episode. If you don't know what you want to do, this is why you have to think about what you actually enjoy. And it, I mean, your career does not have to be something that you have to keep for the rest of your life. I think these days people change careers all the time. I think it's just because like, I'm scared of, choosing the wrong career because like I know people who have had the same career their whole life my mum has had the same career for like met like 20 years or something and I just don't know that many people who have changed careers all the time so it doesn't seem like something that's possible but it is possible and I need to keep that in mind because otherwise I'm just going to stress about choosing the wrong career and wasting money on a course and that's scary but it's something you've got to do and you've got to explore opportunities and you've got to explore your interests and that's how you figure out what you actually want to do. That's why you do work experience and stuff like that. So the ne- the other thing I wanted to talk about was to be literally be spontaneous because you are never going to like find new things that you love without trying new things. For example, um I never knew how much I loved I loved um I don't know. <laughs> um I don't know where I was going with that. I actually don't really have an example for that. Um I never really knew how much I would enjoy just randomly staying um back after school with my friends. And in previous years, I've relied on that so much. And it's been something that I've always found very comforting and I've always found extremely like a safe place and a safe thing to do and a safe way to um, loosen up. I've also been very like, if I want to do something, like I'll do it. If I want to buy something, I am trying to be less spontaneous with my purchases because I will just randomly find something that I really like and then I'll be like, oh, yep, I want that. And then my my parents will like force me to just give, <laughs> just make me wait a little bit and then I'll realize, oh, wait, I actually don't think I really need that. But, you know, um, when I say being spontaneous, I mean try different stuff. If you feel like, okay, my friends and I are planning on going to the beach after school one day soon before it gets cold again one day after school on a Tuesday when we finish early and it's a hot day we're gonna go to the beach or we're gonna go back and have a movie night at one of our friends houses and it's just gonna be fun because in year 12 you feel like everything is serious and you feel like everything is just based around school and it it kind of is but you also have to like not stress about it that much because 
you do have a life and it is a very big year. You're turning 18. You're going to experience stuff. You're going to become an adult. You want to enjoy the time you have before you become an adult. So I'm trying to be a bit more spontaneous and just enjoy what I can while I can. And when people say, do you want to go shopping after school today? And I'll say, no, sorry, I have to do homework on a Friday. Like you don't have school tomorrow. You can just do the homework tomorrow. Just don't waste opportunities like that because once high school is over, I, I really can see myself just like forgetting about a lot of stuff that I do at the moment, like going shopping with my friends and like having movie nights and just having lunch together because I'm really think I think I really am going to miss doing that. I'm really going to miss the comfort and security of school and like the routine because it's something that I've been doing for 13 years of my life that's a long time and once it's over I'm not going to know what I'm going to do with myself because I plan on taking a gap year and that means the whole of next year I'm not going to have any routine and I just don't know what I'm going to do because I'm a very routine based person and if I don't do the things that I normally do I just lose I get off track and I just don't know what to do and I just get overwhelmed and I'm I'm kind of overwhelming myself talking about it right now but you know it's not something that you should worry about but the point is take opportunities while you can so while I have this opportunity I'm going to do things with my friends that I'm not going to be able to do later on that's not to say I can't go to the beach with them next year that's not to say I can't have movie nights with them next year or go shopping with them the point is it's going to be a lot harder to organize things after like when high school is over when people have different lives and people move countries and move jobs and move away and are hard to keep in touch with because everyone is trying to find their own way so I'm gonna really try to just make the most of the time I have at the moment while I can because it's really really scary to think that I'm not gonna have that much time left to do that so what else have I written on my little whiteboard? Because I did need to write some things, otherwise I would have run out of things. Um, oh yeah, you can always work things in. If you feel like you don't have time for being spontaneous or you feel like you don't have time to explore that one thing that you've always wanted to do, you can work it in. It's like people who say, I don't have time to do homework or I don't have time to do exercise. I have too many things going on in my life. You find a way. My mom has found a way to like do exercise and go on runs every day for the past like year or something. And it's insane because she has like such a busy schedule and such a insanely like jam-packed life full of things to do all the time. And like it's quite admirable. So you can always find a way. And even if you think, oh no, I like it can be something not exercise, maybe a podcast. Listen to a podcast. That's the beauty of podcasts because you can listen to them while doing anything you want. You can like make dinner while you listen to a podcast. You can listen to an audiobook while you like drive to work. There's a lot of stuff you could do while doing other things if you feel like you don't have time to do things like exercise. But still, you can do things with exercise because if you have kids, you could like walk them to the park and walking to the park is exercise. You could push the trolley around the lake while running that's exercise that's really good exercise you could I don't know ride a bike with your kids like stuff like that um go on bike rides with your friends go to the city and walk around with your friends 
that's exercise. Shopping is exercise because you're walking around. But like, there's so many options. There's so many options. You just have to like believe in yourself and like actually find a way. Even if you have a super busy schedule, wake up a bit earlier and walk to work. I walk to school because, I mean, sometimes if I'm late, I will take the bus, even though it's only like two stops between me and school. But sometimes I'm late, but usually I will try to walk and it's like really nice. And if I don't walk to school, I feel kind of lazy. So, yeah. Um, But yeah, if you just want to do something spontaneous just just for the sake of it like you've always wanted to get that ear piercing you think it'd look really cool but you just don't know if people would judge you just do it you can take it out it's not like permanent it's not like a tattoo if you've always wanted to get a tattoo and you're not sure think about it for a while because it is permanent but you know um you only live once and that is something I'm always trying to keep in mind when I take life a bit too seriously because stuff like school, getting an ATAR, picking the right career, it's not that deep. It's just not. It's just something that you need to get over and make the most of while you can. <sighs> and things like exercise. Um, I, I was going to mention one more thing with people like avoiding trying new things it's the fear of failing and the fear of feeling like you won't do a good job like a a couple weeks ago I was waiting I was gonna play basketball um like I play basketball every week and I was waiting to go inside with my team to play another team and I knew a few people in that other team and like I don't I'm friends with some of them and just the fact that I haven't seen them in a while and I haven't played them and they're quite intimidating because they're all good at basketball. I just got so anxious and I don't know why. I got really anxious before the game. I was really scared. I mean, not scared, but like I was just really worried that I would embarrass myself in front of them because it was my old coach. He was going to see how I'm doing now and like we actually ended up winning which was nice even though I I shot so many bad shots. I just wasn't I'm not a very good shooter. I'm better at defense. I'm a lot better at um, rebounding and having my hands in front of everyone because I'm tall and I can jump up and get the ball before them. And it's like, it's nice to know I'm good at something. But I never look at the score either. I just try to enjoy the game and I don't keep track of how many goals I shoot. I just enjoy playing. If someone says like, oh, how many goals did you get during that last game? And I'll be like, I don't know but I enjoyed playing so that's all that matters I I need tea I'm getting a dry throat because I'm talking so much oh my god I love Earl Grey so much anyway so I'm gonna move on I am gonna move on to questions because I am getting very passionate I'm very scared because I'm thinking about this so much But never ignore little things that you enjoy in everyday life. If you like writing um, random stories or like thinking up random things and writing stuff like that or just enjoying English class, you could write a novel. I've tried writing a novel once and then I was crushed because I wrote 80 pages and then it got deleted because... I was very smart and I put the, um, my computer was being re-imaged and I decided to put the, um, shortcut of my story onto 
the onto OneDrive instead of the actual file. So the file on my desktop got erased permanently, along with a lot of other stuff that I wish I didn't get erased, like videos I used to make of me and my friends. Like I, I even made videos, see, see what I mean? Like you can connect stuff that you used to do as a kid to stuff you do now. Like I used to make those videos as a kid and I still made those videos when I became, like when I was in year seven, making little funny videos and editing to them together to make them funny and like entertaining I really wish they didn't get deleted I still have a few of them which didn't get deleted but like they were my pride and joy and I was so sad but anyway it's fine it's not like the end of the world I can make new videos I still have all the photos and footage from the videos but I haven't got them edited together anymore anyway okay questions someone said what scares you the most when you think of your future what a fitting question. <laughs> I'm scared that I'm gonna just end up in a, in a place where I'm stuck doing something I don't enjoy. That's, that's just it. I'm just gonna be stuck in a place doing some job that I don't know how I got there and I don't enjoy it. I'm just lying to myself for the money and like, or I end up marrying someone who I don't actually love and I have a family, which I just kind of, I mean, of course I'm gonna love having a family, but not if I regret marrying the person I married and just making the wrong decision but you can never actually make the wrong decision in life you kind of just have to um assess each decision you make and ensure that like it it's actually what you want um I don't really want to think about my future anymore so let's move on someone said what is the most beautiful breed of cat I have a cat she's a rag doll and ragdolls, I just think, are the most beautiful breed. And that's very subjective because, like, she is my own cat. And, of course, I'm going to say that my own cat is the most beautiful breed. Breeds of cats. Let's have a look because now I'm curious. Um, Siamese, she's kind of like a combination of a ragdoll and a Siamese cat because she's got – she's a ragdoll – but she's got like a full kind of front nose part face of um grey. <laughs> that was such a bad way of saying it. But hang on, let me just look at Siamese cats. For a second, I should know my cat breeds. Actually, wait, no. She actually looks a lot more like a Siamese, but she's a lot fluffier than a Siamese. So she's got that kind of Siamese face, but it's lighter and fluffier. So it's a mix between that. And she's just so beautiful. And she's got the most beautiful eyes. Oh my god, yesterday she looked possessed because I was taking a photo with her and the my fairy lights were reflecting in her eyes and you could see like all the veins in her eyes and it was really creepy and it was like ah, it's kind of scary. Um, but yeah, I would say that that's the most beautiful breed. But I would love to I can definitely see myself having like three different cats in the future. I'm not going to be, be a crazy cat lady, but I do love cats and it would be such a cute. I actually should implement that into my career. That's why I kind of wanted to be a vet at one point, but I don't think I would be okay with putting a lot of animals to sleep. I just wouldn't. It would be too challenging. Okay, someone said music of the past or present. Um. Oh, that's interesting. Um... Well, there is a lot of 
Okay, I think I'd say the past because there's so many beautiful songs in the past and a lot of songs these days are generic. But honestly, I was thinking about it and everyone, all my friends say that I have a really bad music taste. But I listen to a lot of different songs and I don't think there's such thing as a bad music taste because everyone enjoys their own thing. And if someone really enjoys rock music... Like, oh, I would say, like, oh, that's such a bad music taste. Like, that's just weird. Why do you like screaming and loud drums? Like, everyone likes their own stuff. Some people don't like music. Some people just like the sound of crickets and, like, the sound of a crackling fire and stuff. So I try not to use the word bad music taste anymore because I just feel like it's unfair and everyone enjoys their own thing and you shouldn't shame someone for liking what they like. And to all the people who tell me that I have a bad music taste just because I like some songs that are on the radio these days, like, it's fine. It's Some of them are catchy and everyone has their own thing and I like a lot of different music, so don't tell me I have the bad music taste. I just like what I like. Okay, someone said, what is the weirdest dream you've had most recently? Okay, last, okay, not last night. I can't remember what dream I had last night, but um, it wasn't as bad as the night before. The night before, um, okay, I was in my old house and that I was like, my old house is my Nana's house because we were living in that while this house I'm currently in was being built by my dad. So we were in our old house in Nana's house and that house was built by my grandpa and he had implemented a secret room. It was under the floor so there was a trap door under the carpet you'd lift up the carpet and lift up unlock the trap door and you could go down the stairs and it was this tiny little room it was for kids so it was very small like if you were if I was to go in there now I'd be leaning over like an old woman but it was very small and it was very cute and it had a lot of kids stuff in it but it was like secluded and it was secret and it was very cool but my dream was very weird because it was just me and my dad in in my nana's house and someone had broken in to the house um and it was a it was a man and he was he had broken in and I could hear him and I was like I quickly ran past my dad and I had to quick I had to quickly whisper to my dad I'm gonna go hide in the cubby house like don't let them know I'm there um and he was like yep okay cool so I went in there I locked the door behind me and I saw I mean in reality you wouldn't be able to like put the carpet over the top of the trap door once you're in there but you know it's a dream magic um so I was in there I could hear the intruder walking around I don't know what happened to my dad he was just gone I could just hear the guy looking for me and I was looking for, I was just trying to stay quiet and I had to put my phone on silent and I wanted to call someone or text someone, but I was scared that if my phone was on, he'd somehow be able to track me and find me. So I turned my phone off and I waited for him to like be in a different part of the house somehow. So, um, once I kind of couldn't really hear him anymore, I turned my phone on and I like somehow managed to get some sort of police officer to come with a backup guy. And they, I told him I was in the cubby house and, um, they opened the, the police officer opened the cubby house trap door and like looked in, like there was a little, um, chain thing, you know, those chain things on doors. So like 
you can still open the door, but the person outside the room can't get in still because there's a chain. So it was like that on the trap door. And the guy, the police officer was looking at me and, um, I don't know what happened to the second backup police officer, but he wasn't there, but the intruder was behind the police officer and the police officer was looking at me smiling and saying like, it's okay. We got him. We got him. And as he was saying that, the intruder stabbed him in the head, in the skull with like a knife or something. And I could hear the, oh my God, I could hear the knife go through his skull and it was like a crunch and he kept stabbing him. And I was just, I couldn't watch. I was so, I was so distressed and it was like, it's so, I just couldn't. And then once he was done, I was like screaming and like the intruder just looked at me and smiled and he was unlocking the trap door and I woke up and I was like, Oh my God, there was like, there was more to the dream, but I don't want to talk about it. And it was like very, when I woke up, I was sweating and I was like under the covers because when I have a dream like that, I go under the covers and I'm like very tense and um, can't really get out for a while, but I really had to pee. So I think, I mean, I actually used to be able to lucid dream. Um, I, I used to, well, I still can, but. A lot of the time I don't need to because it's not a bad dream. But like for this one, I had to, I had to, I had to wake up and I can control when I wake up. So that's good. Um, for me, I just have to like squint my eyes really hard and then I'll wake up and it, it works every time. And I'm so grateful for that because I've had a lot of really bad dreams and I've like actually felt pain in dreams. So I've like had to wake up. So I'm, I'm grateful that I know how to do that, but like, when I did wake up, I really had to just um, hold those covers over me and sweat for a bit before I went to the bathroom. Um, but yeah, that was a hmm, that was fun. I've had a I've had a few like that. I had another one. I'll just say one other one that I found was really really weird. It was a like last year at some point. I was um, it was about um, I was um a meerkat. I think. I was a meerkat and then there were all these other circus animals around and there was a huge rhino um, standing in front of all the animals and it was really angry and it was like yelling at me, the meerkat, but I was like in kind of a third person perspective as the as the meerkat and um, I'd, I'll have to go back to my dream journal to read it to go over it because I don't remember it all that clearly anymore but I know that the that the rhino was really angry and it was so angry to the point that it started to like it's um okay this is kind of disturbing to think about but like it's its ribs kind of like came out as wings and every all of its guts kind of started to float up around it just to seem more intimidating and it was terrifying and then it like ate me as the meerkat and I was like inside its stomach and I could see its ribs and oh my okay that's enough that's enough (laughs) that's enough for today I'm gonna move on I'm gonna say bye um sorry sorry to end it on that note but um oh wait there are more questions so I'm gonna I'm not gonna end it on that note because that was very weird um so someone said what's your favorite thing at McDonald's okay um okay this is a better note um McDonald's is gross I don't like McDonald's it's it's uh greasy it's smelly it's fake it's um artificial the the chips they do taste good but it's not a good good it's like it's a really unhealthy um a specifically like 
addictive and um, artificial flavor of grease and it's just oily and it's no like I will eat Macca's chips just because they taste good but that's because I thought they taste good as a kid like it's just such an artificial flavor it's the only thing I would say I like at Macca's is probably like the Sundays, even though they are also really artificial and it's made to be addictive like I will not go out of my way to go get Macca's I just won't the only thing I'll get from Macca's is an ice water because it's free and it's water and hopefully there's nothing in it because I wouldn't be surprised and I do not trust the Macca's workers there because Macca's is the first place people go for a first job and they just don't know what they're doing and it's a recipe for disaster anyway someone said how does it feel when a stranger smiles at you I love it when a stranger smiles at you it's just so wholesome and usually I'm the one who smiles at them first and I get very mad when they don't smile back but you know that's just what happens and I love it when strangers smile at me. I'll smile at any stranger who smiles at me unless I don't see them or I, like I have to be in a very bad mood if I don't smile at them and then I'll feel bad for the rest of the day but yeah I, I love it. Um. Okay last one. Someone said, have you ever had a crush on a character from a movie or a TV series? Oh, yes. Haven't we all, though? Haven't we all had a crush on a movie character or a TV series? Um, What is an example? Okay, my favorite movie at the moment. It's a movie called Night and Day, spelled like night as in like um, um metal armor night. Um, it's, um, got Tom Cruise and, um, oh God, what's her name? I'm so bad with remembering celebrity names. Night and day. Um, what's her name? What's her name? Um, 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 okay, this is embarrassing. Hang on. Give me one second. Um, actors. Here we go. Actors. Cameron Diaz. Sorry. <laughs> Cameron Diaz. And of course the main guy is Tom Cruise. I knew that. Um, I'm not a Tom Cruise, like, um, massive fan. I don't, I don't like Tom Cruise in general, but I love, I mean, no, I don't hate Tom Cruise, but I don't like, I'm not obsessed with him like a lot of people are. I love the character he plays. The movie is about this guy. They, the two of them, June, who's Cameron Diaz, and Roy, who is Tom Cruise. They, June and Roy, they're on the plane, and then um, June go. June is like talking to this guy Roy on the plane, and there's hardly anyone on the plane. And June goes to the bathroom, and while she's in the bathroom. Roy like is attacked by everyone else on the plane and there's only like five people on the plane so he's fighting all these people while June is just like doing her hair and like psyching herself up to flirt with Roy and he just kills everyone including the pilots and he June comes out and she's like doesn't see any of the dead people and she like kisses him because she's trying to be confident and he's like oh okay um by the way I um kind of 
killed everyone on the plane. And she's like laughing and she's like, oh, <laughs> you're funny. And he was like, yeah, um, also the pilots are dead. So I might have to go and sort that out. And she just starts laughing. And then she, and then he walks into the pilot's um, room and then she sees that everyone's dead and she realizes he actually is serious. And um, he's just so casual about it. And it's just very interesting because you have no idea what, like, if he's a good guy or a bad guy because he seems like a good guy, but then he's just killed all these people who attacked him. Um, and she, like, runs into the to the pilot room and, like, straps on the um, safety stuff to make sure she doesn't fall over, you know, like, the shoulder straps. And he's like, yeah, could you just, like, plug that in? Could you just put those over your shoulders because you might – it might get a bit rough, so I just want you to be safe. And I just just click it in right there. And she's screaming because the plane's descending her extremely fast. And she's like, we're going to crash. And he's like, no, we're just doing a fast descent. It's fine. It's all good. And then, and then he gets out and he, like, tells her, like, okay, so I have just drugged you. I just gave you a little bottle and you, you drunk it. So you're going to be asleep in a few minutes, but it's all good. And he's, like, very relaxed. And she's like, I'm sorry, what? And he's like, yeah, so um, tomorrow I need you to tell – there's going to be a few policemen and they're going to identify themselves as FBI and they're going to tell you that I have a mental – like a mentally um, disabled and like I'm paranoid and I'm dangerous and I'm, I have bad intentions and you need to tell them that you don't know me, okay? And you need to tell them that you don't want to go with them and you need to get a lawyer and at any cost, just make sure you don't get in any car with them. Also, if they keep telling you that they're going to take you someplace safe, if they keep repeating the word safe, you must run because they're going to kill you. And he's saying this all very nice and calm and she's like <laughs> slowly falling asleep and like panicking because she's he's been... It's just funny because like he's just very like calm and relaxed the whole time, even though he's like fighting basically the summary of the story is like this guy Roy and his other science friend who wasn't really involved much invented this battery which is able to power a small city and the police want to get a hold of it and Roy is like protecting it and June because June is now involved and he wants her to protect him I mean, he wants to protect her and she's just oblivious the whole time. And I don't know what it is about his character. I just really, it's like, he's very cool and very like, I don't know. He's just, he's just cool. And I just like the character. But um, anyway, back on track, I, I do have quite a few movie crushes, but we all do. Um, It's natural, even though they're not, in reality, they're not really, they don't really act like that. But, you know. It's fine. Anyway, I'm going to sum it up because at this point I'm just rambling and I have things to do. So, um, oh, wow. I've been talking for a while. Okay. <laughs> I hope you all have a lovely, lovely week. I am sorry for sharing my slightly disturbing dreams with you. I, um, I just wanted to share them. I know they're disturbing and I'm sorry that you had to hear it. Um, thank you for hanging out with me though. I need to finish my tea, which is still hot because of my amazing insulated cup, which I love more than life itself. Um, wish me luck for basketball later. I will be playing that later. Um, and wish me luck for my psychology sack, which is next Tuesday. I'm very scared. And have a good week. And I will talk to you soon. Also, if yeah, okay, I'm not going to talk about questions and stuff because like, 
Okay, if you want to ask questions, it's on Ask FM. My username is Isabella4902. Anyone can participate in asking questions anonymously and I will answer them and that's all I'm going to say. I'm a bit sick of saying that because, like, you guys know the drill and I'm going to go now. Bye!